praise God. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Amen. To me, what has happened even just this weekend, like the songs that we're singing with fresh fervency about the oneness of God, Sister Carol rejoicing in her heart, I believe just simply preaching and teaching truth has a powerful effect. Amen. And that is when truth is placed in the heart and it's loved and valued and appreciated, when it's heard and understood afresh, it'll bring fresh fervency, fresh worship, fresh glory and honor unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Praise God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 33. It's great to see each of you in the house of the Lord tonight. God bless you. Thank you. We have guests and visitors here tonight. We're honored that you're in this service with us. We love having guests. We love having uh, visitors to our assembly. And uh, we pray that you are blessed already and will be blessed through the conclusion of this service. Exodus chapter 33. And we'll begin reading at verse 13. This is Moses talking to the Lord. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And the Lord said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For where, wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing which thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. So the Lord just granted his request. And in the spirit of prayer, Moses went on, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. It's like he changed the conversation. The Lord said, I'll go with you. And Moses in that deep moment with God said show me thy glory and he said I will make all my goodness pass before thee and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy and he said thou canst not see my face for there shall no man see me and live and the Lord said behold there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by. I'd like another wave of glory to come into this place tonight. While my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see. Thou shalt see my back parts. But my face shall not be seen. I want to preach tonight about the hunger for greater glory. The hunger 
for greater glory. I'm going to ask you to unite with me. I really have a burden tonight. And I want this message to be effective. Will you join with me right now in prayer and say, God, have your way in the remainder of this service and with this message. God, I love you. Hallelujah. We need, God, your mighty touch to increase and become greater. Lord, I want to preach your will. I want it to be effective. I want, God, your word tonight to be a word that is powerful and mighty and alive. Oh, God, that which you will to accomplish, bring the past. Do what you desire. Do what you wish. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. God, I believe you. Help me to give myself to you, to yield myself to you. Help us as a church body to be one, God, and allow your full work to be accomplished with this message. In the name of the Lord, 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 I praise you, I magnify you, I exalt you, and I glorify you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. The theater for the glory of God, where the glory of God is seen, known and manifest, is the church of the living God. If we've ever seen glory and experienced glory, we need to see it and experience it in this generation we need the mighty power of God to be displayed. We need the power of God to become known. We need the power of God to become evident. And I'm rejoicing tonight that we've heard a fresh testimony of the power of the Lord, of divine intervention, how God has touched a lady's body and has opened her womb and given her a child. I'm glad for the manifestation of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And there is a hunger in my heart tonight for greater glory. There's a hunger in my soul, deeply moving in my spirit is a desire to see God's glory manifest as never before. I've seen God's power. You've seen God's power. We've experienced God's glory. We've experienced His might. And His strength. We have seen His majesty. But we also know that God's greater than what we've experienced. And God can do more than what we've seen. We understand that God's power is unlimited. And His ability has no end. God can do anything. And God can do everything. And it is my desire as His humble servant. As His child. To see His glory manifest as never before. I want to see greater Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. God is the only one who can continually outdo Himself. God is the only one that can do a mighty and great work today and do a greater work tomorrow and do a greater work 
Tuesday and a greater work Wednesday. God can outdo Himself next week and next month. There is no end to God's greater ability. Amen. He can continually exceed Himself in what He has done. And this is what Moses knew. This is what Moses understood. We need to remember tonight that Moses as a babe was miraculously preserved by the protecting hand of God. In an era and a time when all of the male children were being destroyed. Their lives were being taken. God graciously allowed Moses to live. His mother built an ark of bulrush and put him in the ark and placed him in the water. And the Pharaoh that wanted to take his spoon out of his mouth and to take his life from him actually became the Pharaoh that fed him the rest of his life until his adult days. Put clothes on his back and sustained him. Amen. It's a good testimony of how that God can take the work of the enemy and the will of the one that is opposing God and use it for his glory, his praise, and his honor. As a child, Moses experienced the miraculous hand of God upon his life and that his life was preserved. And the Egyptian princes found him in the water, took him from the water, brought him to the king's palace, and there Pharaoh and the princes raised him until the day that he had to make a choice of whether he would be an Egyptian and continue among the palace of people or he would become what he was born to be, and that is a Hebrew. And we know that he chose to suffer the afflictions with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. That wasn't all the glory that Moses experienced. But Moses, after he ran for his life, was on the backside of the desert. You know the story so well. He saw a burning bush. And he noticed the difference was that this bush was not consumed. It was on fire. It was burning, but it was not being destroyed. And he said, I will turn aside and see this great sight. As he looked at the bush and he drew closer, the Bible said that the Lord spoke to him out of the bush and said, Moses, the land or the ground whereon thou standest is holy ground. Take your shoes off. I'm going to tell you, it, it must have been some sight. He must have approached it with a, a level of, of interest and, and curiosity, but... But when the Lord spoke out, I, I probably was tempted to take off running, I'm telling you. I, I can just see him surprised as God spoke to him out of the bush. And then he begins to tremble in reverence and godly fear. God begins to tell him to take his shoes off. And then God begins to let him know his plan and his purpose for his life. And God revealed that he was the great I am to Moses that day. Of all that God had ever revealed concerning himself, this was the ultimate revelation that any man had ever had of God until that time. Moses had the ultimate revelation. He was preserved as a child. He experienced the burning bush. He got the ultimate revelation of any man up until that point of God. He saw God as he went back to Egypt. He saw God perform many miracles before he actually went to Egypt. You remember the story how the Lord said, hey, I want you to put your hand inside near your chest and, and then you pull it out and when he pulled it out it was leprous and then he had him put his hand back in uh, and he pulled it back out and then it was perfectly well he told him to throw the staff down and the staff was turned to a snake he picked up the staff and it be 
or picked up the snake and it became a staff again. Moses saw the miraculous power of God is what I'm trying to lay here as a foundation. He saw it time and time again. He was the man that had experienced the glory of God in the greatest measure and the greatest fashion of any human being that had ever lived. He went to Egypt and he saw the Lord turn water into blood. And then he saw the Lord just perform all the ten plagues and how that God showed the difference between the Egyptians and the Hebrews. And that after a process of time, all the plagues were only upon Egypt and were not upon the children of Israel. God showed the difference between His people and the Egyptians and how that His hand of favor and blessings was upon the Egyptians. But After the ten plagues, Moses walks out of Egypt with the people of God behind him. Then they come to the Red Sea. God shows His glory again. And that the Red Sea is parted. And Moses and the children of Israel walk upon dry land. As a matter of fact, after the Lord performed the miracle of the parting of the Red Sea, allowing the children of Israel to walk across on dry land, that That's great, but that's not all of it. The Bible said that Pharaoh's army was coming behind and with just perfect split-second time and the Lord allowed the waters to come crashing in upon Pharaoh and his army and they were destroyed in the Red Sea. Not only did God part the waters and deliver His people, but He also destroyed the enemy in the Red Sea. Hallelujah! Moses wrote a song after the Lord brought them through the Red Sea and delivered them from Pharaoh's mighty army. And a part of the words of the song that he wrote, he said in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 11, he said, Who is like unto thee, O God, among the gods? Who is like unto thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? He's writing a song and a part of expressing the awe and the admiration that he has for God in his own heart. He said, Who is a God like thee among the gods? You've shown to me and to all of the Hebrews and to the Egyptians that you have power over the God of the Son that is worshipped as the sun God. You've got power over the God that's worshipped as the moon God. You've got power over the God that was the God of the Nile River. You have manifest yourself by the plagues that you have ultimate authority over all things. And he says, I'm telling you, there's nobody like you, Lord. And there is no God beside you. He said, who is like the glorious in holiness and fearful in praises. There's no God that's revered like you in praise and worship. There's a lot of people that give devotion and honor to their God, but there is not a God that gives gets more reverent praise, more heartfelt worship, more sincere devotion. No God affects the heart of humanity that in turns gives glory back to you like you because you're the only living God that is glorious in holiness. Hallelujah. Amen. I feel like preaching tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're serving a mighty God. 
We're serving a great God. There's a lot of people that give a lot of heartfelt worship to gods of stone and gods of wood and make prayer and petition to saints that are deceased that live no longer. Amen. But none of them can affect the heart like the living God which you and I serve that causes us in turn to give Him glory, to give Him honor, and to give Him praise. There's a lot of people that's prayed to Mary and they may have received miracles. A lot of people that have prayed to different saints and they've seen miracles happen. Uh, Mother Teresa has been dead for a few years now. There's an established miracle by someone that's been praying and, and asking her for intercession. I'm not, I'm not encouraging that. Uh, Alright, as a matter of fact, we shouldn't do that. I believe when a person dies, they're dead. And they can't live to make an accession. But what I'm telling you, there's people that make prayers and give allegiance to powers or gods or saints that they revere and appreciate. But I can tell you, amen, we serve the living God. And the prayers that we pray, He answers Himself all alone. Nobody can touch my heart like Jesus can. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I'm glad I know God hears and answers prayer. Has the Lord ever heard an answer of prayer? For you. There's no God like you who's glorious and holiness, fearful and praises, doing wonders. And that is simply the miraculous. You are a God that performs the miraculous again and again and again. Hallelujah. And I just want to say it one more time tonight. God wants us to begin to experiencing some more miracles. And He wants us to expect it. The Word of the Lord has come. Not only is Savetta receiving a miracle, but there's more people that's going to receive miracles from the mighty hand and the power of God. He has spoken it, and I believe it. Amen. And in my heart tonight is a hunger for greater glory. God, you're greater than what I've come to know. There's more needs that need to be met. You haven't shown your power to everybody that's going to see your power. We haven't seen all that you want to do. I believe God in your heart. There's a desire to show yourself in a new and fresh and greater and more powerful way. And we're going to see it. We're going to experience it. It's going to happen. The glory of God is going to revisit us. There's going to be fresh manifestation. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Lord, I'm telling you. This is a church God's got His eye on. This is a church God's got His hand on. This is a church that God's got His pleasure towards. This is a church that's got the divine favor of God. We got purpose. We got destiny with us. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God's got us on a journey. We're headed somewhere. He's going to use us in this hour and in this generation to manifest Himself. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Again, this is a familiar scripture. Ephesians chapter 2. Let's look at a few verses of scripture within this chapter. Did I say chapter 2? Chapter 3. 
I encourage you to go back and read this chapter. We're going to go through it quickly here tonight, but go back and look at it after this service is over tonight. The Apostle Paul said he was a prisoner of, the, of Jesus Christ for the Gentiles. He said, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. He said there was a plan of God, there was a mind of God, there was a work of God that was hidden. It was not understood. It was a mystery. There was a work being done. People knew that there was a work being done. Angels knew that God had a work he was doing, but they didn't understand all that the work that he was doing. There was prophets that was foretelling, but they didn't understand the full picture and the full scope of all that God was doing. He said in the past, it was a mystery. It was hidden. It wasn't understood. But he said, now we understand and we have come to know the plan of God. Verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. That means you and I was enabled to be a part of the promises of God. Verse 7, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of His power. How many believes in the effectual working of the power of God? Amen. When God moves, anything can happen. When God works, anything is possible. When He begins to move, you know what you, need, you and I need to do? We need to open up our hearts. We need to open up our minds. We need to yield our spirits when His glory comes down in a new and fresh way. Amen. We need to believe that anything is possible. When we feel His touch, when not just we come into His presence, but He comes into our presence. When the presence of the Lord is manifest, we need to believe in the effectual working of His mighty power. I believe there's not a heart too hard that God can't soften it with His mighty power. I believe that anybody that's bound can be delivered when his presence walks into the house. I believe nothing is too hard for the Lord. We got to believe again in the effectual working of the mighty power of God. God, you're able to save my mama. God, you're able to reach my father. God, you're able to touch my son. God, you're able to save my daughter. I believe in the effectual working of your mighty power. It may not have happened yet. I may feel like I'm beating up against a brick wall right now. But I believe as you move and I yield, anything is possible. Hallelujah. 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 The Apostle Paul said, Hey, I was made a minister of the gospel. I became the apostle of the, to the Gentiles because of the effectual working of the power of God. I had a hard heart. I was stubborn. I was a persecutor. But God has a light that's brighter than the noonday sun. God has the ability to help those that keep kicking against the pricks to humble themselves. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm ready for the Lord to break something loose in a new and fresh way in this place tonight. 
hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Come on. Do you still believe that God's able to save your neighbor? Do you still believe God's able to heal cancer? Do you still believe God's able to make a way where there seemed to be no way? Do you believe tonight when there is no door, he'll make a door? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I still believe anything is possible. He can take a nobody and make a somebody out of them. Your life may have seemed like it's been to no avail yet. And you haven't reached much profitability in the kingdom of God. Believe in the effectual working of the power of God. Just keep yourself in tune with God. Let the power of God work in you. I'm telling you, He can make a soul winner out of you. He can make a preacher out of you. He'll make a prayer warrior out of you. It's not too far. God's still able. Just let the Holy Ghost work. Let the Holy Ghost work. Come on. Oh, it's something in your heart that says, God, I want you to be greater in my life. I want you to move in a mightier way in my life. There's a hunger for greater glory. I haven't seen it all. I had not experienced it all. It doesn't have to stop with what I've known up until this point. Something tells me, you got greater glory for my life. It's not just a plateau that I've reached in the Spirit, but I can experience more and know more, see more, have more. There's more for me. There's more for me. Hallelujah. I feel like the Lord wants to break the powers of darkness off of hearts and minds in this place. The devil wants you to believe that he's robbed you of the anointing of God, of the favor of God, that you're ever going to be anything for God. Amen. The anointing of the Lord is a power of glory that has impossible abilities. Hallelujah. Just get that prayer back. Get that desire back. Get that hunger back. I want to see greater glory. All you have to do, all you have to do when you get in the spirit of prayer is say, God, would you show me your glory one more time? Would you show me your glory? Would you show me your glory? I'm asking it like I've never seen it, Lord. I'm asking it like I've never seen it because you can exceed everything I've ever known. I'm asking it, show me. Show me. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. You can wake up my soul again. You can build a mighty burning fire in my heart. You can reach the unreached. You can save the unsaved. You can do it, Lord. You're able. You're able, Lord. You're able, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, you can move us on. You can take us forward. You're able. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
You're able, Lord. When Moses started saying, show me your glory, the Lord said, I will. I will. I will. I'll do it. Now, there's no way you can experience my fullness and take it in your weak and lowly humanity. He said, but I will show you what I can show you. And you will see what you can see. The Bible said that the Lord put him behind a rock and he passed by. I heard a song a while back. One of these days I may learn it. But it says, Whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. And then it says, Lord, if you're healing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. I want to be a part of it is what I'm telling you. God's going to have glory that keeps moving and power that keeps working. He's going to keep showing Himself again and again and again and again. And all I want to be is a part of it. God, don't do it without me. Don't let me sit on the sidelines. I want to be right in the middle of glory in 2010, 2011, 2025. If you hadn't come back, I want to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I got a hunger for greater glory. I got a hunger for greater glory. Overwhelm me one more time. Put me on my knees one more time. Lay me on my face prostrate on the floor as I experience your glory. Overwhelm me one more time. I got a hunger for greater glory. Every time, every time you read... Moses, the Bible said that when God gave him that experience, if you got your Bible handy, let's stay in the Spirit, but I want to read it just like it says it. Exodus chapter 34, when the Lord did pass him by, the Bible said Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. I'm telling you, there's something about the glory of the Lord. You don't have any question what you're experiencing when you experience it. It has a powerful, humbling effect upon the hearts and the minds of those that experience it. The Bible said that Moses made haste. He put his head down and he began to worship the Lord. When Isaiah saw the Lord... 
and God revealed himself to him. He saw the Lord high and lifted up. He said, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of an unclean people. I'm telling you, the glory of the Lord is an overwhelming experience. It's the full majesty of God that comes down. Amen. It's everything that God is. He comes down with might and majesty and miraculous power and glorious wonders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Ezekiel, when Ezekiel saw the glory of the Lord, it overwhelmed him. This is what happened to Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 28, the Bible said the experience he had, read it for yourself. But when he saw angels and, 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 and will in the middle of the will and on and on and on. Ezekiel 1 and 28, he said, As the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so round about. He said, This is the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and I heard a voice of one that spake. He said, When I saw glory, it put me on my face before the Lord. But I want you to know the Lord doesn't leave a person there on their face. But if you'll read verse 1, He said, And He said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak to thee. Amen. The Lord has an overwhelming, amen, emotional effect upon a person that experiences the full weight of His glory. It puts them on their knees. It puts their head down. They lay flat on the floor. But He picks them back up. And He says, Hey, I want to talk to to you. I want to call you to a work. I want to put your hands to the plow. I got something I want to do with you. Hallelujah. I'm not just interested in overwhelming you. I want to overwhelm you, but I want to use you. I want you to know my power. I want you to know what I can do. I want you to know I can change hearts. I want you to know I can change minds and souls. Oh, I got a hunger for greater glory tonight. I got a hunger for greater glory. When Daniel had been praying and fasting 21 days, calling on the Lord for understanding and revelation, he said, I was left alone at one point. And he said, I saw a vision. And he said, there remained no more strength in me. For my comeliness was turned in me into corruption and I retained no strength. He said, hey, I just fell before the Lord. Yet I heard the voice of His words. And when I heard the voice of His words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, my face toward the ground. And behold, the hand, uh, a hand touched me, which set me up upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. I'm just showing you what the effect of the glory of God has. He said, I lost all my strength. Now I know we got a generation of charismatic people that just want to. 
But nothing's changed their heart. Nothing's changed their mind. Nothing. That's not the glory of God. I'm going to tell you the pure power of the presence of God. When the manifestation of glory comes, it not just changes. It doesn't just change our posture in the natural. It changes the way we live our life in everyday living. It may put us on the floor, but it puts us on a straight and narrow tomorrow. Hallelujah. 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 I'm telling you, we need a revival of the fresh power of God. Pure power. The holiness of God that will pull sin out of our heart. The fire of the Lord that will burn every wicked way and every ungodly desire and every carnal thought out of our mind. We need the glory of the Lord to visit us. We need that wave of glory to come into the sanctuary. And the saints of God spontaneously respond to that anointing of the Lord and let Him deliver. Let Him save let him rescue. Let him lift. Let him empower us. Let him stir us. Call us and challenge us. God, I don't want to stay like I am. I don't want to stay who I am. The answer's glory. The answer's glory. Visit me one more time with glory. Put me back on my knees. Pick me up to start all over again. There's something about glory. Once you taste it and once you start experiencing it, nothing else satisfies. You don't want flesh. You don't want mechanics. You don't want human ability. Once you've tasted glory, that's all you want. You want the anointing of God. You want the power of God. You want the presence of the Lord. That's all you want. That's all you desire. Once you taste and you see that the Lord is good, He's all you want. He's all you want. That song is like a prayer, as I was mentioning earlier. Whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. And then it said, Lord, if you're healing in this season. But you know what? I'd like to put my own little twist to it. Lord, while you're healing in this season, not if you are. You will be healing. You will be delivering. You will be saving. There is churches that will be having revival. God, while you're moving in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it while it's happening. God, make me a part of it because I believe it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I just, I'm already letting it be known. I'm going to be right in the middle of it, Lord. My hands are going to be raised. My heart's going to be yielded. My spirit's going to be submitted to you, Lord. Whatever you're doing, Lord, I'm willing. If you're ready to pray for the sick, God, and heal them, I'm ready. I'm ready. If you're ready for us to pray around sinners in the altar, I'm ready. If it's time to teach a Bible study, I'm ready. If you need a song, I'm ready to sing it. If you need a prayer, pray. I'm ready to pray. I want to be in the middle of what you're doing. Lord, while you're saving in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. I want to be a part of it, Lord. I want to be a part of it. There's glory until He comes back again. I want to be a part of it. Lift your hands one more time in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, Lord. 
I'm going to be a part of the prayer warriors of the end time, Lord. I'm going to be a part of the soul winners of the end time. I want to be a part of the true worshipers of the end time. I want to be a part of a church that's alive, full of glory, full of the power and the presence of God, seeing the manifestation of the strength of the Lord. I'm going to be a part of it. We're going to be a church. We're going to be a church that's experiencing that glory. Back to Ephesians, Paul said, I, I was made a minister according to the gift of grace. According to the effectual working of his power. He said, unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Unsearchable means there's no end. There's, there's no stopping to it. That means unsearchable. There's, you, can, you can go through it and just never stop. You can keep finding out, keep finding out, keep finding more, keep finding more, keep finding. Just, just as The more you dig, the more you look, the more you search, the more you experience, the more you come to know. There's just no end. It's just no stopping. The unsearchable riches of Christ... The riches, that which is powerful, that which is valuable, treasures, good things. There is no end to it. Whatever good thing we desire from the Lord, whatever we desire to experience, whatever we desire Him to do, whatever we want to become in the kingdom of God according to God's plan and purpose, we can. It's an unsearchable riches that God has. I'm telling you, God has blessing after blessing after blessing. Whatever you need to keep moving on, God's got it. Whatever you need, whatever you need to overcome what you're battling right now, you, you, God's got it. Hallelujah. You're, you're not fighting anything greater than what God's storehouse has for you to experience. God's glory has got it. All you need is His glory one more time to come on down to bring that unlimited power, that unsearchable riches to you. Whatever you need to become what God wants you to become, to be effective in this hour and in this generation. He's got it. Heaven's got it. You just got to have a hunger for greater glory. Something that will cause you to start reaching and calling on the name of the Lord. Pressing and praying and saying, God, you're bigger than what I am. You're greater than what I've experienced. I want more. I want more. I want God. You can awe my heart again. You can overwhelm me one more time. You can fill me with joy. You can do it again. You can do it again. Unsearchable riches of Christ. He said, I have been made a minister to proclaim that. The unsearchable riches. I don't believe heaven's near bankrupt. I don't believe it ever will be. It's unsearchable. I don't care how unique and how particular your situation, your life is. Whatever you need, it's in God's storehouse. Whatever you need. Just say, God, you got what I need. You got what I need. You're able to supply it. Moses, that after he left the Red Sea, 
Went on the mountain 40 days with God. Got the awesome tabernacle plan. Talked with God face to face. He saw God do wonder after wonder after wonder. Manna on the ground every morning. Pillar of cloud by day. Pillar of fire by night. Water from a rock. And yet as if he never experienced anything, he stops and he says, show me your glory. Show me your glory. God, I've, I've just finished a successful time of intercession. I just got another prayer through. I just secured your presence for the people of God. But person to person, there's something in my heart. I want to see you in a new, fresh, greater way in my life. I need glory again. Show me your glory. Let's stand tonight. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother. Brother Dallas Mefford told me he preached a message one time that he entitled When Jesus Took Center Stage. The Bible says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light, everybody say the light, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts. Aren't you glad about that? God who hath shined out of darkness hath shined into our hearts to give the light, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, God had done many glorious and wonderful things. But when Christ came, the glory of God was revealed in His face. The greatest manifestation of God was the man Christ Jesus. When He came down, and He stepped onto the stage. Everybody else became supporting characters. There had been important people all through the timeline. There had been Moses, Noah, Abraham, David, Samuel, Ezekiel, Isaiah. The list goes on and on. I'm telling you, when Jesus Christ stepped on the stage, everything else, no matter how tall the figures stood, no matter how great they were, there was the manifestation of the glory of God. And the man Christ Jesus. And when he walked onto the stage, he came with glory and with power. When he stepped down to the earth, he come performing miracles, doing signs and wonders, forgiving sins, causing the lame to walk, the blind to see, raising the dead. He came manifest in mighty power. He came forgiving and loving and being merciful and kind and compassionate. The glory of God just shone forth through the man. 
So it is. Notice this verse of Scripture in Ephesians. And I'm, I'm closing. But notice this Scripture. The Bible said, To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. I started this message by saying, Prophets prophesied, but they only saw in part. Angels knew things were happening, saw God working, but they didn't understand the full plan. But I'm telling you, when Jesus Christ came, plan of God was revealed. The name of God was revealed when Jesus Christ came. There was a manifestation of glory that reached to humanity. A manifestation of glory to the people that He had created to save, to redeem, to heal, to deliver, and to set free. Jesus was that manifestation coming forth from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it didn't matter what magistrates had power in the spirit world. It didn't matter what angelic forces ruled and reigned. Everybody stepped back when Jesus stepped up. All forces knew, hey, this is majesty. This is King of kings. This is Lord of lords. This is the God of gods right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm telling you what I believe God wants to do in this generation. He wants to step into this church with new glory, with fresh power. He wants to show Himself. He wants us to see Him as the God of glory, the God of majesty, the God of wonders, the God of miracles that He is. He wants us to see Him in a new and fresh way. Kings, kings knew royalty. Kings knew royalty. They knew what was supposed to happen, the pageantry and the honor and the respect and the reverence it's given as royalty comes walking in. I'm telling you, all magistrates, principalities and powers when Jesus Christ came. They saw the majesty and the glory that was coming towards us. Through the power of the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me finish right here. The Apostle Paul goes on and says, Oh, I'm praying. I'm praying that you'll be able to comprehend. Understand what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, the love of Christ, which passeth all knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. He said, I'm praying for you, Ephesian church. I've preached to you and I'm praying for you that you'll get this understanding and you'll get this revelation of the great God that we're serving and the power that's now resident in your life through the Holy Ghost and you'll let it move and you'll let it work that you can understand how great the love of God is, how far to reach, how far to go. Hallelujah. I think by this testimony of Savetta tonight, we've got a fresh understanding of the far-reaching effect of the love of God. Hallelujah. 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 I, I, I'm telling you tonight, we need God to revisit us with how much He really loves people. How far His love will go. Amen. That we'll reach our hands out. We'll invite them. We'll call them. We'll pray with them. We'll join with them. 
Hallelujah. God, you're able to save to the uttermost. I believe you're able. I'm telling you, there's impossible situations that it looks like in our eyes. But God is able. God is able. The love of God is still reaching for some of those people that we've quit praying for. Oh, that we can feel the love of God. Now unto him that's able to do exceedingly or exceeding abundantly above that which we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I'm telling you, whatever you can think of, if you can think it and you can say it and you can pray it, you need to believe God can do that. Because the Bible said He can do exceeding abundantly above that which we can even ask or think. If you can think it, God can do it. And God said, I can do everything you can think and I got my own ideas. I got glory. I got power. I got strength I want to manifest. You just got to get a hunger of greater glory. And when I start moving, yield to me. When I start working, let me have my way. Oh, I'm ready to get lost in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you the Word of the Lord and the Spirit of God's got a hold of my heart. I'm telling you we need to let God go. We need to let the power of God just have His way. Make us mold a shape. Do what you want to do, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. Loose our minds. Give us revelation. Give us courage. Give us faith. Powers over these works of darkness that seek to hold us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we got to learn to forget what brother so-and-so thinks, what sister so-and-so thinks, what everybody's opinion is, and get in touch with God and say, Holy Ghost, I want you to move. Holy Ghost, I want you to have your way. All that matters to me is what you think, what you say, what you want, God, that's all that matters. I believe you're able. I believe you're able to work a miracle for me tonight, Lord. I believe you're able to move for me right now. Right, I feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. God's moving on people right now. There's people that need to yield to the Holy Ghost right now. God can do exceeding abundantly according to the power that works in us. When it begins to move, yield to it. Say, God, have your way. Holy Ghost, take control. Spirit of the Lord, move. That's it. Amen. There's people spontaneously responding to the Holy Ghost right now in the name of Jesus. 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 Give us a miracle, Lord. Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, oh, that's it. We need young people. We need young people to become intercessors. We need people that will put their shoulder to the wheel, put their hand to the plow, and say, I'm pressing for the glory of the Lord. 
I'm pressing on the upward way. I'm going for higher ground. I'm not standing back on the sidelines. I'm going for the glory. I got a hunger for the glory. I got an intense desire. I got a fervent press for the glory of the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes.